everyone, welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 148, where the sun doesn't shine. On this episode, we share our experiences and why we find night hiking so invigorating. Inspired by comments posted to our Facebook community page, we share tips about maintaining your safety and confidence hiking at night. Join in on this discussion of your own tales from the dark on our Facebook group page. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail podcast and get talking about this topic. Come hang out with us and be part of our community. And in cooperation with the Podcast Association and the CDC, we would like to share a public service announcement to stop the spread of COVID-19. COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Information about children with this disease is limited, but they are known to have had mild symptoms. Many organizations are responding accordingly, depending upon their area. It's best to stay home and away from others, especially when sick, and continue following healthy hand wash guidelines, covering mouth and nose and not touching your face or high-touch surfaces. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces regularly, and for more information, please visit cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19. Thank you. So, how was your week, Miss Petrucci? <laughs> Probably very similar to everybody else's out there. You know, um, this podcast is a non-compliant podcast. Ariana and I are not social distancing. We are we, closer than ever now. We are <laughs> when we record this podcast. But I feel like we've been—I uh, feel like we've been quarantined for a year. But um, you know, I went out today uh, to just get some simple items at the grocery store and it was like mania out there yeah i think stir crazy is starting to settle in stir crazy absolutely particularly and it's different from state to state but particularly as uh, a lot of parks are shutting down it's compiling everybody so everybody all of a sudden found their love for the outdoors and have rushed to the mountains <laughs> which is which is beautiful to see but at the capacity uh it kind of did the opposite and so now a lot of uh you know state parks and local trail systems are responding to that and kind of shutting things down so it's 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 making us all a little stir crazy well it's kind of weird because so georgia the state that we podcast from their state parks have not shut down not yet the beaches you know where everything spreads the beaches the state parks and where everybody like hangs out none of those are closed but i couldn't get my i couldn't get my license plate sticker <laughs> that, <laughs> that seemed, was shut down that was shut down <laughs> but everything else is open so but i but what i am kind of uh reading and and seeing out there is that the places that have shut down the state parks uh, that have shut down and some of the national forests that they've closed all the um, the forest roads, uh, things are like blooming. There's no lot, you know, they're 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 not um, they don't have high impact uses right now, and so some of that stuff is really uh, is really going to town. So I would imagine some of these remote areas. Uh, they're going to have to be some trail maintenance. Uh, yeah, everything's because rejuvenating. Because no one's out there. Yeah, at it a grows very rapid really rate. super quick too. I know. I was just talking about. I was just talking about basic trail maintenance. So we have uh, our trailer parked on um, a farm, and it, we're kind of intermittently there. Over the past several years, we've 
kind of let our debris gather in, in a in a place, and we went to go clean that debris up this this past weekend, and I was so surprised at how quickly the earth wanted to take over unnatural items back yeah back it on its own mm-hmm. and it's it's really unbelievable how the earth will take over whatever you whatever you're not using well that's why after a forest fire it's that that's where trail maintenance really um really needs to be focused on because as we know when we had the fires here in georgia in the, in the mountains some of the uh, nature it took over the trail immediately we almost lost some really cool trails in the Cahada wilderness when that caught on fire because that's how fast nature comes back. So, nature is um, a very, very, very powerful thing and kind of what we're talking about tonight. Well, as we know, as she's just spread the virus all over <laughs> the globe, nature is very powerful. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so tonight's episode is brought to you, uh, well, the inspiration for this was has been brought to you by none other than our very own podcast listener and um, very devote uh, interaction on our podcast community page, Helene Prophet. Very exciting. Ooh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You should see Scott's reaction right now. Um, this is something that was first discussed on our Facebook uh, community page about b- back in May about hiking in the dark. And the conversation has since kind of stood the test of time. And more recently, we received yet a second post from Helene saying um, kind of she explored some some night navigation around her local, you know, neighborhood. Um, And we kind of talked a little bit about night hiking and kind of stirring it up and how she's somewhat fearful of the dark, which a lot of us are. Right. uh, Particularly when you're going into the wilderness, into this unknown environment. And I've been kind of having this in the back of my mind for some time now, because night hiking is so invigorating and I love it. And I just, I want to like shout from the rooftops to do it. But it also comes with a lot of potential risks, more so than what you're, you, you normally would experience in the daytime. So we wanted to approach this podcast both with an inspiration to get out there and try it, but also backing it up with tips and, and protecting you, you know, for to safely go out there and uh, experiencing it. So, you know, you get to do it again and again and again. I'm still uh, got the visual of you shouting um, from the rooftops <laughs> about night hiking. I did did not know that passion you had. But for night hiking? For I've night had hiking. some really, I've had some really incredible experiences of my own, which I think has driven the excitement for night hiking in general. I, but I didn't know it was rooftop shouting worthy. Mountaintop? <laughs> Mountaintop, rooftop. I'm going to get on top Either of something. <laughs> I'm going to shout. <laughs> I'm going to shout it out. <laughs> well, we both have had a lot of experience uh, night hiking, um, and we we do love it. Um, I, I, I would say that in some aspects uh, of night hiking, it can become kind of a strategy almost. Uh, There's some areas that night hiking is probably the way to go in some areas and depending on what you're doing and how you're doing it. 
but um, I, I think night hiking absolutely has benefits considering what the goal is and what you're trying to do when you're out on the trail. So specifically, if, you know, I know for myself, when I was doing the Appalachian Trail, I did do night hiking. Strategically. Um, strategically, yes. because... So um, when, of course, the tale of two weather systems when I did the trail was that it was wet, rain, miserable the first probably three months of the trail. And then when we got into the summer months, it was bone dry and it was hot and it was humid. And I had already gotten up to like Pennsylvania and it was like about 100 and something degrees. I mean, it was really, it was a miserable summer. And so a group of us started saying, hey, you know, let's start hiking at night and then kind of cool off in these shelters during the day. And that's exactly what we did. And what we found out was very surprising. Guess what that guess what we found out, Miss Petrucci? We were actually make we were actually doing more miles. We were actually we were we were hoofing it. And so you know, we'd get up like around, you know, you know, three, four o'clock in the morning, and we would do an incredible amount of time in those in those uh, you know, early morning, you know, three, four o'clock in the morning, completely dark hours because we weren't looking at anything. We weren't stopping to smell the roses. <laughs> right. You know, you're focused on a task. We, we were I, we were straight line focused. With you were our covering miles. Is we what were you were going, doing. and yeah. you know, we weren't stopping. There was nothing to see. You know, every once in a while, you would see eyes looking at you, and that was it. And then you just keep on walking. But it, it was really a cool experience. And that was one of the things that, off the bat, on uh, early on in my in in, in backpacking when when I was doing the tra uh, AT, that I learned was like, hey man, you there's some advantages to to backpacking at night. Let alone, it's a completely different experience. Yeah, so I think it, so. Night hiking has has gained in more popularity mainstream for the different reasons. One of which you actually alluded to is that it's very purposeful to either avoid a time of day or the heat in more exposed conditions is typically w what it's for or, you know, in summer hiking, because summer hiking can get a little miserable. Yeah, when there's um, no shade, absolutely. It's, you know, it might, be, it might be generated to see a little bit more wildlife or to experience it from a different thing but, or beat the crowds and just disconnect with a little bit more silence. But... But regardless of why you're doing it, it does it does offer these incredible benefits that just are are really hard to explain unless you experience them at the level that you you are. The, the reward outtakes any of the fear factor that you might have going into it, as long as you approach it from a safe um, from a safe distance. It's kind of like we did we did an episode back episode forty one. Wow, that was a <laughs> long time ago. <laughs> forever ago. And it was it was it was called Barefoot Backpacking. I think that was the name of it. It was it was about how how backpacking barefoot really had you experiencing the earth 
from a different perspective and you were a little bit more in tune to it or you experienced different things because you didn't have soles on your feet where you typically do. And it's an incredible episode if you guys get an opportunity to go all the way back to 40, 41. But but you connect in a, with a different side of nature. And that's really what you're getting out of the night hiking, not just the lack of crowds or a cooler environment to, to hike in, but the colors, the sights, the smells, the sounds, all of them pop in a completely different way of what you are not accustomed experiencing in the daylight because your sight takes over in the daytime and you are looking at, you know, the, uh, you're looking farther out. You're, you're looking at the beauty of the scenery, but with a night hike, you're just so much more closer in this little bubble of what you can see. It's like this little bubble of light. And so you're looking a lot more in depth at like the, the nature part of it. Yeah. And I think the, the benefit that, you know, I get the most out of it is that the trail completely changes. So everything is more you you're you are astutely aware of sounds yeah and um and so and the sounds are different because during the day you know you have so much um stimulation coming at you you have so much stimulation so all of your senses are working you know smell sight you know sound but at nighttime you know your your vision's not really working all that all that much right you're not focusing on things other than what's in front of you and you know you're smelling, yeah. It you know you still have your 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 smells, but 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 it's the sounds. I mean, you hear everything. Like the trail is so much louder. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, it's it just is. so loud. It, you're it, like, God, do I make that much noise? <laughs> yeah. Like, like you know, like you can't you can't stealth. stepping on a leaf is like. This oh. intense, like you're in a in you're in a amphitheater, and the sound is just bouncing off of yeah, things. Yeah, you can't stealth no. walk at, at night. You no, think you, you think you're so quiet. Oh, I'm gonna sneak up on you. Do it at night, and you're like, oh my god, I'm like the loudest thing out, out here. <laughs> so that's kind of the cool thing about it is, and then I think that's one of the things also that we forget to understand about night hiking because because it's night. And, you know, we did this uh, episode one time on horror movies and why people are afraid of the wilderness. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that episode. And, of course, you know, everything happens at night. You know, the slasher never comes at you at, like, noon, you know, <laughs> during lunch hour. Right? Oh, no, he's resting. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. He, he, see, he beats the heat. <laughs> he beats and the um, so it, it all happens at night. So that fear of, well, I can't see or can't really... I'll tell you, it's a little bit of the opposite. So, because you have these, you have more in tune with sound, and your senses are working differently, you can hear everything, everything. Um, I mean, it's almost like if a leaf falls and hits the ground, man, you're hearing it. So, I would argue the fact that you're probably a little bit more in tune with what's around you at night than you are during the day plus you can see all the eyes looking back at you yeah it's pretty it's, it's a know, pretty amazing all experience. the animals that think they're stealth oh. they're like damn it they're hiking at night the creepy crawlies like they glow in the they glow under your headlamp uh and in in many ways you can see their form as they move or their 
the, the variation of vibrant colors that they have, it just, just seems to pop. It's like they're there in the daytime, but at nighttime, you really notice them in a, in a very cool way, not, a, not an alarming way. No, no. I, I, what I think, I'm, you know, I think what it is is that we have this false sense of, well, because we can't see it, it's out there, right? That's the, that's like the falsehood of, well, I'm not going out in the dark. I can't see it. That's really the opposite because you shine your headlamp on a raccoon, <laughs> you're going to see that scurry little guy waiting for you to drop yeah. your backpack. <laughs> and you're like, you're busted. I totally see you. Right. You're right there. You know, and the raccoon's going, he can't see me. I don't think he can see me. He's shining his light at me, though. Hmm. You know, they're so busted. But during the day, you can't see those guys. It's true. You can't see them at all. You can see the mice. You can see you can see everything at night with your headlamp. Spiders. As, as long as they're in front of you. Right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> they, they might get a little stealth and start you like gotta, tracking you. Every once in a while, you got to turn around real quick <laughs> and check who's back there. But um, I think the, that whole facade and that whole myth of, you know, the, the hiking at night, bad things happen at night. You know, you know that's really so false. In fact, I think we're going to talk about. I mean, one of the benefits, obviously, is there's nobody out there. There's yeah. A, like, nobody's really out there. You know, so uh, we we love we love hiking, except for all that wildlife. Except for all the wildlife, <laughs> but which is out there anyway. Right. Might as well see them. <laughs> you might as well know that they're there for the first time. I. So, we did. You and I, we did the Arcaqua Trail in Georgia. So um, it's it's a pretty easy trail. It's it's literally all uphill. Uh, but it leads you to the highest point in Georgia, which is Brasstown Bald. Um, the Arcaqua Trail, when we chose to do it, it was, now it was freezing cold. <laughs> I remember we were literally in the tundra at the we top. We started at midnight. <laughs> right. It was like mid, literally it was 12 o'clock when we started that trail. And perhaps maybe a little bit afterwards. <laughs> maybe. But it was it was so beautiful to experience this trail that you know, in a different way. I had hiked the Arcaqua Trail several times before, but I never hiked it at nighttime. And I just remember experiencing and being so much more in tune to things in a completely different way. There was no fear, there was no concern. I was I understood where I needed to navigate, but oh man, the 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 movement that comes alive in the woods in the earth it just it's breathtaking to see in a completely different way. But yeah, I mean there are no cars at the trailhead, so we had our free. We could park anywhere we wanted to. We we started up the trail, and I would say the Arcaqua Trail. I I'm gonna say it's moderate. I don't know if it's easy. Because that thing was straight up, up <laughs> hell for a while. Yeah. So um, I think I was too busy trying to catch my breath than to worry about <laughs> worry it's good, about. It's a good trail, you know. Any, anything else coming? It's at a you. short trail, but it's a good trail. It's a good trail. It's so, a good getting shape trail. So we're going to kind of share a little bit more of our experiences within this podcast, but um, also we just want to really give you some basic skills and preparedness, like kind of a, a starting point of some pro tips that we've gathered through all of our night hiking experiences to, to not only build your confidence in going, but also really keeping in mind your safety. Um, 
you know, for the experience that you're about to to yeah. experience. Yeah, and, and obviously there are places that um, you would not want a night hike. And so we're going to talk yeah. about that too. So kind of one of our first um, pro tips uh, to get you started is go somewhere that you're already very familiar with. Um, a terrain that you've done before or you know very well. Yeah, someplace that you're familiar with, something that you're not going to connect to another trail, something that is well marked, yes. something that you know you know you're you feel pretty good. Maybe it's trails that you've done before, but go out there and do a little night hiking. You know, just get kind of get familiar with it. You know, get your headlamp on. We did a podcast on you know picking out a good headlamp and what to look for, and so get out there and start kind of doing some practice runs first and go out that night. And the thing is at nighttime hiking is that as soon as the sun goes down, it's still early enough in the evening, go out there and, you know, practice a little bit, just completely hiking at night. I I wouldn't say that it's the time to really explore like brand new terrain or, you know, like you had said, Scott, like merging of trails or very complex trail systems itself. Because it can, it is a little easier to get off the beaten path because you're, you are very focused in this like small little bubble. But, um, and, and you obviously want to avoid particularly, I would say in the beginning, probably in general, it's a good idea to avoid a lot of rock scrambles, ledges, big crevasses, yeah. <laughs> things that you can stumble into. Um, night hiking is very, very different. It becomes natural when you, when you go to do it, but there are so many different elements. And so you really want to make sure that what you're traversing around is familiar enough from you, especially when you're first starting. Yeah. Only because your senses change, you know, your senses completely change from day hiking to night hiking, as we just talked about. It's like you... You know, you're going to look down, you'll be looking down a little bit more because you're going to be a little bit more unsure of of your footing. So you're going to be looking down a little bit more. Um, I know like when I night hike, I I look down a lot more than when I'm day hiking. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a second. My peripheral vision is changing. So, and I don't really have a lot of peripheral vision when you're hiking at night, right? right? So, and that's why I think... Um, we, we your senses kind of change a little bit and it's good to know exactly you know where you are and so you know even on a long distance trail and you know we talk a lot about the Appalachian Trail and I, I we probably should talk about you know different long distance trails you know uh, the Pacific Crest Trail it, one of them but e- even those two trails if you take those two trails you know you're you're hiking point to point so um, that's going to be a pretty good trail and easy trail to hike at night because it is clearly marked, especially Appalachian Trail. Um, it's point to point, point to point, point to point. And so you don't go off on any other trail. And if it's not marked and you're not sure, you turn around and go hike back to where you started from. But but point to point, uh, when you're first getting started night hiking, that's the best way to go and go someplace where you're a little bit familiar with. Yeah. And, you know, a a second tip kind of goes hand in hand with that. Again, with the familiarity, you know, don't go out there alone. (laughs) It's not, it's, this is the one time that we're going to really suggest 
having a partner. Um, night hiking brings elements of insecurity and, and a little bit more risk. And while you can minimize all those with being educated and being really intelligent about it and having preparedness, you really don't want to test it at an extreme level. So this is the one time we're going to say, you know, find a friend that you trust that's not going to wig out when they're out there because then it's going to thus wig you out or then you're responsible for them. But but really just have somebody that you can partner up with um, that is equally going to benefit from it like you are. Yeah, especially in the beginning, only because it's good it's it's a good time to be accountable for each other. For example, uh, if you go night hiking, and I would suggest go hiking at first. But once you start getting familiar, if you have to go uh, nighttime backpacking, well, for whatever reason, and there's a ton of reasons why you might have to skedaddle at night and hike back to your car I on almost, a backpacking trip. Uh, yeah, I, I've almost both had have. to uh, yeah hike we out, both and have. I know that I did hike out once at night. Um, on an, unexpectedly yeah but but you know the, the thing is is that you don't want to do that by yourself you, <laughs> you definitely want to try to at first anyway as you you know like once you get to really know the trail and you get to know how you hike and and um and there's a lot of culture out there that hikes at night uh, especially on long distance trails like the pct and the and the at but when you're when you're first getting going and even if you have an emergency and you got to hike out at night, and you got to pack all your stuff. You want to go with somebody. That's that's the main thing. You want to go with somebody, because you know uh, it's just a safe way to go. You're accountable to that person. And one of the big things that we did when we were so there's a, a few of us, small group. There's probably maybe four or five uh, of us guys that did a lot of night hiking in Pennsylvania. And it's very rugged in Pennsylvania in a lot of boulders in some areas. And so what we would do is, you know, when we got to a destination, even if we were going to go past the shelter, like I think one day we did, uh, you know, like 14 or 16 miles. I can't really remember, but we, we passed the shelter. And we, our plan was, you wait at that shelter, wait for everybody to catch up. Yeah. And that's what, you know, we're kind of talking about. Like, especially at night, you want to make, you want to do a head count, everyone here, did we hear anything? Because one thing about nighttime hiking, and you know, I just talked about, it, is that your your hearing is going to be amplified. Oh yeah, you'll be able to hear anything. So, you know, if you're hiking, although you it does seem loud a little bit, but that's the time if um, you know someone needs help and they blow their uh, whistle three times, uh, saying, "Hey man, I need help." You're going to hear it at night, absolutely. Um, things echo. That's the other, you know, that's the other thing about night hiking is that the sounds echo off the mountains. Yeah. So you never really know where the sound is coming from, uh, but you can hear it. So, which is kind of cool. <laughs> so um, you're just walking in circles to help so, them. But, right. But, <laughs> but, you, but, but nighttime, uh, when you're, when you're first starting out, even on the Appalachian trail or the PCT, if you're going to, if, if you're going to night, if, if you're going to really go backpacking at night, it's probably better to go with a with a couple people, I would say. Yeah. So one notation on that though is is that when you night hike, it's natural for you to be even closer together. So if you are hiking in a group or you're hiking with one other individual, a lot of times it's easy to step on the heels of another because you're you're staying so close. Just as the natural movement, uh, more so at nighttime. But I would really encourage you to kind of offer a little bit of space as you're comfortable doing so, because 
we're going to talk a little bit about this when we get into the next thing about headlamps, but you really do need that space between you to properly see the trail because, you know, it's a little trickier where your footing is. You want to social distance yourself <laughs> on the trail when you are nighttime hiking. Plus, you know, the thing is, is that, um, you know, you want to give that person space. You know, I mean, you are out there trying to, you know, um, you know, be be free out in nature. So you don't want to hike on top of the person for sure. Um, but but close enough uh, distance. And you know, the, that's the other thing too. Um, and I'll share that story in a, in a minute. But you know, headlamps, you can see those suckers from a long, long way. Especially when you're on a ridge or they're coming up the ridge and you're high up on the ridge yeah. or vice versa. You can say, oh, look at There's about four hikers coming up here. They're about four miles away. <laughs> Which... Leads us to one of the most important pro tips that we could suggest is invest in a good quality headlamp. Yeah, so we talk a lot about the five questions on the trail often like, hey man, you know, like, uh, what's your pack weight? You know, and uh, where'd you come from? Where'd you start from? Where are you going? You know, we, we talk a lot about those five questions, but what rarely do, we, do you get the question, hey man, what's your lumens? How many lumens do you have? That's a nice headlamp. No one ever asked that question, you know, <laughs> but which I think we should start. I think we should start that the six questions people uh, ask on the trail. But uh, your headlamp is really super important if you're going to be backpacking at night and you'll be surprised at how many people cheapen that headlamp because it's it can be costly. And the, and the confusing things about headlamps is because they are rated by lumens. You know, people are like, well, what the heck is a lumen? 24 lumens, 48 lumens, 100 what lumens. What does it equate to? What 200 lumens. Mean? And, you know, you pick up the cheap one for 14 bucks, and you, you turn it on, and it's like, well, that looks good enough. What the heck do I need 200 lumens for? This one for 14 lumens looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. Well, headlamps obviously are, they have different functions. And we did that podcast about, you know, it's got a super light, it's got a headlight, and then it's got a red light to it. Uh, some uh, lamps have two side lights that they actually go out for better peripheral vision. Some really are like laser beam focus lights. So you have to find a headlamp that um, you're going to have to be comfortable with. And here's my suggestion for that. If you're going to go night hiking or you want to go backpacking in the dark, don't buy a $14 headlamp from Walmart. <laughs> right. Okay, Because you're going to be highly disappointed. So what I would do is I would go and look at, you know, some really good, you know, maybe some black diamond headlamps that might set you back 40 bucks. But, um, you know, one of the things that I love my black diamond rechargeable headlamp because it's rechargeable. I have rechargeable batteries in there. It's got a USB port in there. And so while I'm driving, I can charge up my headlamp. I always have a charged headlamp. And if I carry like a battery auxiliary battery with me on the trail, I can always plug that in and charge that also. So um, it kind of saves weight for me because I don't have to carry extra batteries for my headlamp. I can just recharge the batteries I have. But again, it's your trail lifestyle. And, um, you know, if you're going to do some nighttime backpacking, which is absolutely beautiful, nighttime hiking, beautiful, don't buy the $14 <laughs> Headlamp. So I've hiked in uh, really, really uh, 
pathetic conditions. I, you know, I, I get to, I get to the point where sometimes I allow my batteries to drain so far that I'm, it's blinking saying I'm about to die. I'm about to die on you. Heads up. I'm about to go out. And it, it barely puts out any light output. And it's not fun hiking like that in the dark. And here's why it's because the earth, the terrain in which we hike on is not level. And it's very easy to see where you're going. You can see ahead of you, you can see underneath you, you have peripheral vision when it's light outside. But when it goes dark, your depth perception is very off. If you don't have a sufficient amount of light to show the depth of what you're stepping on, whether it's over a log, whether it's a rock. I have tripped and fallen and been very surprised by the step that I have just taken multiple times. And that's during the day. In no, <laughs> that too, <laughs> but in low light conditions. So when you, when you have a headlamp, there's two different ways to approach it. Red light, which is one way to hike and it's fine. Um, and it's also more respectful for those around you and hiking and talking and so on and so forth. But but if you're really doing some serious night hiking and you're kind of creating a little bit more distance, trust me on the light. It's extremely important for depth perception and understanding. I have, I have, uh, I've taken some surprise steps a few times. So I have a question for you. <laughs> so when when your headlamp is blinking, like change me, change me, do you? No, I don't change it. Well, man, I hope I never start blinking. <laughs> You know, good thing. If I ever start blinking, like I need new batteries, help me. I'm going down. I was, I was on a, um, so uh, the most recent night hike I had experienced was early morning, like 4 a.m. A group of us at Isle Royale got out in the morning to go hike out to a point to catch sunrise. And it was a couple mile hike. And so we bolted out there and they had good headlamps and they, I mean, they were gone. They left me dust in the wind. And here I am trying to, f <laughs> terrible headlight. Um, my battery is dying and I'm, I, I'm like tiptoeing because I keep missing and like tripping because I can't see the depth perception because it's really rocky terrain out there. Um, and so it was kind of humorous. Of course, they didn't look back to be like, you know, hey guide, you, you okay back there? <laughs> I made it. It was fine. It was just a little on the slower end for safety precautions. But um, trust me, it's 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 very beneficial to have good lumens and also to keep in mind. So I think a good rule of thumb is, you know, remember to continuously look up. Don't always look down at your feet. A good rule of thumb is to kind of keep your headlamp focus like four to five feet ahead of you so you can kind of see what's coming. Yeah, it takes practice because I can't tell you how many times I was I, I've looked down I've had a great headlamp, a lot of light, look down, and I'm booking it, and I there's a low-lying branch, yeah. and I will, I'm like, wow. Oops. And the thing is, when it's dark outside, I, and that branch hits you, it's it's not like just a regular, oh, branches hit me. It's catastrophic. <laughs> it's like, what the heck? And like, you do the spider jump craze dance right. on the trail, like, what's touching me? And... Uh, and then, you know, you see it's just a little tiny you right. know, branch. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> You're like, you know, damn yeah. you, branch. I've missed I've missed forks in the road by look just looking straight down. You so can, yeah. Sometimes it, that's that's the thing. That's why it's important. You're not seeing to, the trailblazes. So look up, look up, look up, and kind of take time. 
Uh, looking down is a rookie mistake. Just looking straight at your feet. Uh, so get a little bit of practice and then rhythmatically keep looking up. It's, it's like breathing and you'll kind of get into that practice and that rhythm, that motion. Yeah, so. it does take a little practice. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it does take a little practice. That's why. And, and I would suggest that, um, you know, especially uh, if there are, uh, uh, and, and there are, I should say, if there are uh, through hikers on the trail right now, that, um, yeah, if you're going to hike a trail, a long distance trail, I can guarantee you this, guarantee it. When you are snug bug in your shelter um, and it's like 11 o'clock at night, man, and you're thinking, God, man, I'm, this is great. It's beautiful. You will see a headlamp coming in <laughs> at 11, 12 o'clock at night. And you're, you'll be like, who the heck is hiking at night? And you remember, oh, Scott and Ariane, their <laughs> podcast on hiking at night. And these are normal people. Right. Because that happens regularly. That's a regular occurrence on the PCT and the AT. Not so much... Um, when you're up in the mountains on uh, on the Pacific Crest Trail, but definitely everyday occurrence on the Appalachian Trail uh, because there is a strategy to nighttime hiking for sure. So in the same realm of, you know, invest in a quality headlamp, we also encourage you, and another pro tip is to embrace the darkness. You'll be very surprised that outside of your little circle of light and complete darkness surrounding you, there is so much light to be able to use to night hike. So one thing we encourage you to do is when you first start is go out under a full moon. Absolutely. Go on a clear night when it's the brightest and you will be able to do a large portion of your night hiking without a headlamp. I know it sounds counterproductive, but it could take you a while to acclimate to darkness. Have you guys ever been at a campsite and you forgot your headlamp or you didn't turn it on or your batteries go dead? Right. I might be the only one that that happens to, but but you'd be surprised that you can go to the bathroom, you can grab the you know your your food, and all in complete darkness, and you have a sufficient amount of light because the moon is is kind of navigating your path. You can see so much. And the more you stay without a headlamp, the more you can acclimate to it. Now, it may take like, you know, close to an hour or half an hour in some cases um, to acclimate. But when you turn that light on, a lot of times you interrupt that acclimation period. So if you have a sufficient amount of light in a well-lit area, not fully tree-covered, try and navigate without it. It really does boost and build your confidence and it connects you a little bit more to the earth. Yeah, uh, and probably um, this is probably a really good time to to look for good head, headlamps. You know, everything's closed, a lot of inventory. You know, um, all these headlamps are in stock right now. So I know that a lot of this gear is going on sale. So head on over to the backpackerstore.com. That's where we have all of our online gear from REI, Hyperlite, Eastern Mountain Sports, Camp Saver. I mean, we have them all on the backpackerstore.com. So do some research on a headlamp. Look at what you think you might like. Go to the search bar, type in that product, and then compare who has it on sale. And that's the power of the backpackerstore.com. That is our website for you guys. 
It helps support the uh, podcast and it doesn't cost you anything and you get like about 30, 40% off on some gear depending on what gear you look. So that's the backpackerstore.com. Go choose your headlamp because um, a lot of these outdoor uh, online retailers, I could use your help too right now. It's tough for everybody out there. Yeah. So yeah, check it out. Um, we want you to be realistic about your adventure and preparation is absolutely key. So be realistic about your adventure. Safety needs to be your top priority when you go out there. Not the adventure first, safety first. Otherwise, there will be no adventure or an adventure you unexpect. Yeah, no one likes being helicoptered out. <laughs> so it, slow slow your roll down a little bit. You know, tread carefully. Um, kind of like... Don't overestimate your abilities. If you're an incredible hiker and you you can just run a trail in the daytime, slow it down. It's going to be a very different navigating experience. You're out there to enjoy it if that's your goal. Um, but, but safety is really important and also navigating is extremely important. It's so much easier to miss things. Yep. Particularly in your in your peripheral vision or the spin-offs as we've kind of referenced already. Yep. The other thing about hiking at night is this is that when you're on the trail and you're backpacking at night or you're hiking at night and you you gotta go to the bathroom, okay? This is what you need to do. If if you're a guy and you can uh, pee with your backpack on, do it. Uh, if you're female, drop your backpack. Turn around the tree because you're probably leaning your backpack on the tree and then go there. Do not walk away from your backpack at all for any circumstance. None. Don't do it. So you, you, you want to pee in very close proximity to your backpack. Um, if you have to go number two, then um, take your backpack with Go just a little a little bit off the trail, dig your cat hole, whatever you have to do. But you should be able to see that trail, man. You know, that's the big thing about night backpacking is that you are going to be a little disorientated sometimes. And you do not want to go far off the trail at all. Exactly. Exactly well said. There, particularly if the weather conditions are a little um, unforgiving, like dense fog. Which is a no-no. Do not (laughs) hike at night if it is dense fog out there. I assure you, you will very likely get turned around quicker than you can even imagine. We were, Scott and I have been um, on the Appalachian Trail before in extremely dense fog. We didn't actually think it was that dense at first, but as the night continued, it just became denser and denser and denser. And when you bring a headlamp up to dense fog, it creates a very disorientating, like, it it, it it reflects the light and you can't really see where you're at or where you need to go. So it's please be extremely cautious in dense fog. It's very easy to get turned around. Yeah, light refraction and fog is not going to, your headlamp is going to be useless Yeah, in fog. It yeah. will be useless. So um, those are the times that you don't hike 
at night you do not attempt a night hike if it's uh fog at all and you know uh, in the southeast uh up in elevation you're gonna have fog so choose wisely and make sure that the conditions are good for you to um for you to successfully accomplish your goal and that's the thing if you're going to do nighttime hiking or nighttime backpacking it's got to be a little bit for a purpose. I'm not saying that go out at night and, you know, you have to set, you know, some some dramatic goal. I think just going out a little bit and maybe doing a mile out and back or two miles out and back, and, you know, get some practice. And that's fine if you're practicing it. But when you're backpacking and you're going to get up at at night and you're going to, you know, you're going to go backpack, you know, seven, eight, nine miles in the dark, make sure you have a purpose why you're doing it. You know, why are you going to go out there? Now, most of the time, like 99.9% of the time, it's going to be because you want to beat the heat of the day. You want to beat the crowds. You want to get an early start because you have mileage to do and you can do more mileage in the dark. That's why a lot of through hikers you see coming into those shelters at 11, 12 o'clock at night. That's why, because they're doing some big miles. Usually they're doing about 20 miles a day. And so they'll hike through. I mean, yeah, the sun sets, good, great, and they're going to keep going. So there's a strategy to night hiking for sure, but there are some times when you shouldn't go. And when you do go, you know, have like a goal, have a purpose, you know, and, uh, and, uh, and practice it. Yeah, even if that purpose is to experience it. I got into night hiking because I joined a group that was going at 11 o'clock at night, uh, doing an eight-mile trail in, in the dead of winter. It was February. It was nothing but sheets of ice. And this was up in Virginia, over in the Rowan Highlands area. Absolutely beautiful. It was a three-day trip, and we started late on a Friday night just to get the mileage in that we wanted for the weekend because it was so far from the Atlanta area. First time I had ever explored night hiking outside of just randomly walking around at night, you know, to and from my tent, so on and so forth. This was a purposeful night hike. Uh, and it was, it was to do mileage, but what I experienced and what drew my attention to it was what I saw that night. And this is kind of what got, the excitement stirred in me to, to explore night hiking a lot more. The ice, so I was almost I was hiking on a bald. If you told me you saw a werewolf. I did not. <laughs> that would have been something. Um, it, so we were on a bald, and so it was overcast. It had been snowing for days before, sheets of ice. I mean, it's freezing temperatures up there. It probably was in the teens, if not colder than that. And the purpose of this was, again, mileage, but I couldn't believe what I saw. I had nothing but darkness surrounding me and the, my headlamp, every time I would look up at the tree lines, the ice would just illuminate it was almost like it was glowing. I felt as though I was in this alternate universe and I couldn't believe my eyes. It was absolutely sensational. The ice would form sideways on these trees 
And that's all you saw is darkness and this like bright white glowing ice. And it was magical and sensational. Of course, it was also a little treacherous. Um, so I would advise, <laughs> I would always advise bringing, you know, hiking poles for stability and balance because I definitely needed those uh, while I was hiking. But that's what really stirred it in me and ever since then i've been exploring night hiking intermittently and, and and have had such reward so so even if it's more than just doing mileage or even if it's more or if it's just to build your confidence because perhaps you believe it's not confirmed but you believe that you might be a little nervous night hiking go out there and explore it with the right person and i think you're really going to find that it's pretty rewarding. You know, I, as you're telling that story, I, I was picturing at this most blissful moment um, on top of that mountain looking at that, I picture like the freeze miser. <laughs> it was a little out. bit like that. Well, actually. <laughs> I'm Mr. White Christmas. <laughs> I'm Mr. So Snow. Dun, 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 that dun. so happened to be the same night. Of, that seemed to be the same trip in which I actually contracted the flu. And I've talked about that a little bit. Uh, that night was blissful and it all went downhill from there. But, but that last day, it was a three-day trip, that last day hiking out, it was so cold and windy and it was snowing actively. My braid was one frozen braid. My eyelids, oh, yeah. my eyes, everything, my nostrils were covered in icicles. Yeah. It, was, it was that cold, but it was absolutely sensational that first night. Well, you know, the, the I think the best night hike story... It's probably why I got sick. That's probably why I got <laughs> sick. Um, the, I think the best night hike story I have is definitely Long's Peak. Um, now, we had backpacked up there, um, and so we were up there. But what was really cool is that when we were camped up at Boulderfield, we were at about, I don't know, like, I don't know, 12,000 feet, I guess. Um, if you went to the edge of Boulderfield, right? Yeah. And... Um, it was like, we, and you have to get, well, you, we had to get up in a godly hour. So we were up at, um, Not, before sunrise. That was purposeful. Yeah, we had to. Yeah. <laughs> because one, because literally we had to get up and you beat the crowd to. coming up. Yeah. So this is how many people were coming up. So we get up at, um, I think five o'clock in the morning. It's completely pitch dark. Uh, there's not even any real glow in the sky yet from for from the sun coming up, right? We're at 12,000 feet. We go to the edge of Boulder Field, and all you see is a string of headlamps. String of pearls. Coming up the mountain. They're so <laughs> tiny. Yeah. They're so little tiny, but they're all the day. So you can day hike Long's Peak. Yeah. But you have to start like at 2 o'clock in the morning. It's mm -hmm. a seven. It's only seven miles. But it's a, it takes you 13 hours right. to do it. Right. And you have to be off the top by, by, noon. by noon, right? Yeah. And that, we've shared this before. But it was really cool because you talk about, you know, seeing headlamps. So you could see headlamps, you know, five miles away down below the tundra coming out of the forest. And it's just like a string of people coming up. And we're like, yep. Better get packing. You know, it's funny And it was just like we were on a race of time to beat the headlamp. It was really cool. <laughs> to beat the... Night hiking really does allow you to see things differently, to see different things than you would in the day and, and to see it in a completely different way. It, that next morning, I saw the exact same 
uh, terrain, the icicles forming sideways, but it just didn't have the same oomph. Like it didn't have the same magic behind it. It's, it's, it's experiencing nature in a completely different realm than what you've ever experienced before. Whether it's purposeful or not, you still benefit from that. And it's a beautiful thing to see. Well, you know, all the things that we've seen, uh, Ariane, um, that have blown us away in our uh, backpacking careers have been at night. I mean, you know, um, I don't want to belabor, belabor, belabor the point of Isle Royale, but, I mean, let's face it, um, Northern Lights, Moose, I mean, they all came out at night. So, you know, like sometimes being out at night and, you know, hiking around the trail or, or just kind of embracing the nighttime sky and the stars and, and you know, not going to bed uh, is is a pretty cool thing because that's really kind of, for me, that's where all the fun is. And I, I really, as long as you have common sense and you know what you're doing and you're not, you don't let fear grapple you. As far as, well, you know, I'm not going to go out because, you know, the creatures of the night. Well, yeah, there are creatures, but they're also during the day. Yeah, they're also creatures And I can't see the them day. during the day, you know? So there's, but, there's, I mean, like, there's not different creatures at night. Like, they may, they may, may be nocturnal. Active, yes. Yeah. So one of the things that um, we wanted to uh, kind of address, too, is that there are a few places you don't go at night. There, you, there's a... There's some places you just don't go. There's do's and don'ts. Do's and don'ts, and so, so for our all of our West Coast listeners, um, and I can, I can, I can feel all the uh, West Coaster West Coasters, especially in California, and uh, up in uh, Arizona or down in Arizona, they're saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, you people crazy, you you're gonna hike at night, you're gonna get eaten by a cougar." <laughs> yeah, go out there at night. So there's some look at there's some common sense places not to go at night by yourself okay the some of the western coast states that's one of them because you know cats aren't are nocturnal they're going to go hunt and that's their big hunting time sometimes so it's important that when you wherever you are and you know we've said this a, a, a million times on this podcast is plan and prepare know where you are know what situation you're going to be in the appalachian trail is one thing you know, parts of the PCT, that's one thing. Your state, local, parks, one thing. Your, I mean, Georgia wilderness, you know, there are, are there bears uh, out in the Cajadas? Yeah, you know, um, but you have to know where you are. And you have to know what the, what is the purpose of going out at night and backpacking at night. Risk versus reward. Yeah, risk versus reward. Very well said, Petrucci. Um, you, you, you've got to know what the benefits are versus, you know, what, what you may encounter. So no, don't go hiking by yourself out in the desert, um, on the West coast. Um, that's probably not a good plan, you know? Um, and you know, we see a lot of search and rescue, a lot of it going out in, on the West, um, because people have gone out there by themselves. Um, so no matter what you do, no matter whether you, um, you know, day hike, backpack, always tell somebody where you're going. With always make sure people know your plan. Fail. Give them a trip itinerary. Yeah. Our last pro tip, you guys. Very important one. Let people know what, what the plan is. Now, when you're through hiking the AT, I get it. You're, you're probably not going to do that. I, I get it. We're, you know, that's a whole different, that's a whole different culture and a whole different um, gig. 
I, I, I totally get that. But on regular other hikes, um, if you're going to night hike, kind of put that part of your itinerary, uh, especially if you're in a national park and if you're in a, uh, um, especially if you're in a national park and you get a permit, you may want to like ask a ranger, hey, is it okay if I do some night hiking? Because they're going to tell you, oh yeah, you're good. Or yeah, yeah, I wouldn't go out there. <laughs> so, you know, that's part of the whole gig. So just kind of have common sense. Preparation uh, is key. Yeah, preparation is key to your uh, to your health and well-being. Well, if nothing more, we really hope that we gave you a little bit of not only confidence, but really drove in the idea of night hiking can be for you. Uh, Helene, we hope that you explore it. You get out there and do baby steps to kind of explore and see if it might be something for you. Uh, thank you for the inspiration in tonight's podcast. Truly appreciate it. Yeah, and thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, please post a comment on Apple Podcasts. Give us a review. It really helps spread the word about our podcast. You can do that on Apple Podcasts or any of your other favorite podcatchers. Shout out to our lovely and amazing Facebook members and specifically our patrons who are really helping support the podcast. We really we really appreciate you guys. Ted Jones, David Boyer, John Phillips, Rick, Jerry, Shirley Nutt, Jerry, Su Suzanne Johnson, Brad Wolf, Helene, Mike Pellet, Jacqueline, Denny Bowen, Jack Masters, and Amy Tappendorf, including Jeff Nyman, Kathy Kinnison, Bob Esser, and Matthew Creecroft. If you don't know what Patreon is, Patreon is a secure platform that lets you support your favorite podcasts. All you need to do is create an account, go to Trust the Trail Podcast, and as little as $2 a month get special benefits for exclusive content, including getting this podcast early before it hits all the other podcatchers. Our podcasts are available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the big ones, any of your other favorite podcatchers. If we're not on one that you listen to, let us know. We'll make sure that we are. You can also follow us on Instagram, Trust the Trail, and our Trust the Trail Facebook page. Remember, the trail gives you everything you need, day or night. <laughs> So, so trust the trail, you guys. Bye. Bye.